everyone. This is Austin Bellino, and I'm the host of the very first Culture to Grow podcast. And the purpose of this podcast is very unique and special. Basically, what I want to do is provide an environment that allows people to shed their current community or small interest groups and see things from a global perspective. Now, this podcast is for anyone. Uh, students, if you're getting ready for college, you're going to interact with people from different countries. Even the workplace, if you're working, your company may become globalized and you might find yourself communicating with someone from a different country. And even people who are passionate about traveling. If you're able to learn a little bit before you go to the certain country, I guarantee you, you will have a much better experience when you're there. So to stop ranting about why this podcast is amazing, what I want to do is I want to introduce you to three students. Uh, one comes from Palestine. Another one comes from Mongolia, and then another one comes from Morocco. Uh, okay, I'm Mahmoud. I'm from Palestine. Uh, I love uh, about my interests. I love uh, anime, Japanese anime, and I love video games. Hello, everyone. I'm Aya, and um, I come from Morocco. I am a teenager, and I am currently just exploring myself and trying a lot of new activities, which explains the reason why I have a lot of hobbies. But if I were to choose one hobby that is going to be my favorite, I would definitely say that it is cooking and baking, but uh, generally just cooking because I'm not a very good baker. I like cooking because it helps me reduce stress and increase my uh, creativity and imagination. Hi everyone, my name is Timothy. I'm from Mongolia. And I have a lot of hobbies. I like to try new things and new hobbies. So my favorite hobby is playing volleyball, and I'm the leader of my high school's volleyball team. Thank you all for introducing yourself and sharing a little bit of information about you and your interests and uh, background there. Uh, the main thing that we're here for is about New Year's, as today is January 1st, 2022. Sounds a little weird, 2022. It's I got to get used to this. Uh, one component that I love about New Year's in America is we see it as like a resolution or a goal that we set on January 1st. Um, and what's quite new about it is that we think of January 1st as this fresh start, uh, which I find quite unique since I gained some weight actually since coming back to America. And I thought on December 27th, I said my New Year's resolution is going to lose some weight starting January 1st. And I looked down at my table and I had ice cream with chocolate sauce and whipped cream. And I thought, I probably should start this goal today, but I'll wait till January 1st because it symbolizes something very special. Uh, but what I want to ask is, how is New Year celebrated in your country, in your family? Even if you have friends, you hear how they celebrate it. Okay. Uh, about my family, actually, uh, we don't celebrate. Um, I think because... Uh, uh, Christmas and uh, the New Year is for Christianity people, and as we were, we learn, uh, our religion uh, don't allow to us to do that. Uh, that's why about the New Year uh, we don't do anything actually. But uh, in my country, uh, there are Christianity people. They celebrate and uh, they do a lot of things. Such as the tree and uh, what they do. Now, going a little further, you mentioned you don't celebrate too much, but do you recognize 2022 as a, a new chapter or do you recognize it as a different day or is it just another day um, in the calendar? Uh, 
It's like a new chapter because uh, uh, I will plan for uh, the new year. I will make uh, some plans uh, like uh, studying uh, about my study, uh, about a lot of things in my life I want to uh, finish and I want to achieve. Okay, that's good. I mean, lots of students here in the U.S. also have study habits that they create based on the new year. So I think education is very important for students and adults as well. Is anyone else willing to share what they do in their country? Or if, is it similar where there's not much celebration done? Okay. For me, I celebrate New Year's Day watching TV, eating fancy dinners with my family. And my family stay up till 12 o'clock and then... Mongolian's president say New Year's greeting and we unpack the champagne and tell each other Happy New Year. That's it. Now, when you mentioned the president will say, you know, Happy New Year, is that on the television? Is it a certain, is, is everyone in Mongolia watching the same station or how yeah. does that work? I uh, know. A uh, president say on the television and everyone listen the president's greeting. As for my country, celebrating New Year's is different from one family to another and from one individual to another because there are some families that believe that uh, celebrating New Year's has to do with uh, the Christian uh, religion, so they do not celebrate it. There are other families that believe that uh, celebrating New Year's has nothing to do with anything religious. So they believe that it's just a new chapter of their lives, a new opportunity like you have already mentioned. So uh, they celebrate it. As for my family, uh, we usually celebrate it. We, uh, we don't do anything too fancy. It just, um, we use it as an opportunity to gather and uh, we always buy a cake. We share that cake and sometimes we prepare a fancy dinner. Uh, me, my sister, and my mom, we prepare our favorite dishes and just have fun and watch the uh, New Year's celebration that's being broadcasted on TV and just listen to music and have a chat. Now, are there any goals associated with some of these celebrations? Do you have what we call resolutions or goals for the year 2022 that you thought about or maybe you shared with family? Is that part of your culture at all? Yeah, I uh, definitely take some time to reflect on what I did in 2021 and see if there are any new habits, any habits that I uh, should change. Very good, I like that, I like that viewpoint there. Um, so one question I do have for the three of you to kind of finalize this topic is, if I am having a feast with my family, a New Year's feast, January 1st, we have a big dinner, and I want to bring one dish from your culture to add it to my table, what dish would you recommend? And if you can just say the name of the dish from your culture and what it is, um, that would be amazing. So would anyone be able to share uh, a, a dish that you think should be at my New Year's Day uh, celebration? Okay. About my country, I think it will be Magluba, uh, the name. Uh, it's uh, rice with uh, vegetables and uh, chicken meat, and it's uh, very delicious. And, and what type of flavor is it? Is it spicy, sweet, sour, bitter, tangy? What's the kind of the, the taste that will come from this? It's not spicy, and uh, how can I say? It's uh, rice with uh, Chicken. It's, yeah, uh, it's very delicious. <laughs>
All right. Well, I'm going to make sure that you send me that in a message format so I can find it. Anyone else can introduce a dish that I can bring to my dinner table? Um, if I were to bring one dish from my country, I would say that it's going to be pastilla or pastela. Uh, in Moroccan dialect, is pastela, but it's spelled P-A-S-T-I-L-L-A. And it can be uh, sweet and uh, salty at the same time. So if you want it to be sweet, it's going to be made with uh, chicken breast, with chicken and shredded, of course, and with cinnamon, sugar, and uh, a lot of a lot of other ingredients. But if you want it to be salty and kind of sour, you're gonna use uh, fish along with the lemons and salt and and it's very uh, it's considered as a fancy dish which means that it's not prepared for every day or uh frequently it's only made for uh, when you have someone really important to you uh coming to visit you or um in a wedding or something really fancy it's not made for every day it's very delicious so please <laughs> if you have a chance to try it just do because now i cannot uh, I really want to try it right now, now that I brought it up, so. Yes, my mouth is watering. Well, now we have a, a chicken dish on our my table. Now I would, I'll take the fish option. That sounds quite nice. So we'll have those two. And one more dish that we can add to the table. And for my country, New Year is being celebrated so widely. Dinner is usually starts late on December. And traditional meals include salad, boards, uh, which is type of Mongolian steamed dumpling filled with meat, so many meat and cake, sparkling wine, and anything we want uh, includes the dinner table. Oh, that sounds very nice. So moving on to the another topic here and introduce our Global Cultural Peer Exchange where you all participated in November. Um, the next event is actually February 12th. Um, so it's quickly approaching. And what I want to know is when you joined the last uh, Global Cultural Peer Exchange, what was your thoughts? Was it helpful to you? Was it interesting? Any thoughts that potentially another student listening to this podcast will be able to get some advice if whether they're should I join? Should I not join uh, the next event? What are, what are your thoughts on that? Actually, it's very, very good because uh, uh, I joined this uh, project because I want to make some uh, online friends. And uh, actually, I achieved it. I make some uh, online friends from uh, this project. And that's uh, very good uh, to uh, talk with other people from other countries. And uh, I really uh, love uh, this project. It's very, very good. Okay, for me, yeah, of course it was a benefit. I think this event helped me to know about other countries' culture and make some new friends. Also, we follow each other on Instagram. And uh, yeah, students should participate in this event because as I said that perhaps other students will know many different cultures from their generations and this exchange program helped me to improve my English and um, improve my knowledge. Good. So I see a common theme there of like creating friendships, using social media to connect and you're in different countries as well, which is quite unique that you're able to connect and make friends from across the globe. 
Um, if you're a student and you're listening to this podcast and wondering whether or not to take part of this uh, global cultural peer exchange, trust me, I'm going to give you one advice, which is to just give it a try. Go ahead and give it a try. You won't regret it because for my case, um, I suffer from anxiety and uh, not be maybe being shy about my English. Maybe I'll make a mistake because um, everyone was understanding when you make a mistake. You know, everyone respects you. Um, everyone is open-minded. Uh, even though there are a lot of differences between all of us from all around the world, uh, they everyone keeps an open mind and tries to understand your point of view without being judgmental. And I also got to participate in this global discussion and get to know people from all around the world, make friendships, uh, know about food, culture, languages, religion, and even know about some countries that I've never even known before attend this this um, program. And it's been really helpful and really beneficial. Great. I love it. I love the the input and how it allows you an avenue and place to speak English in a safe environment and allows you to learn about new cultures. Uh, last event, we had around 25 countries participating in um, either creating the Jamboard or joining the event. We had around 20 countries of students there. Uh, the goal for February is 30 countries represented. So hopefully you'll be able to interact with new students uh, from different countries, add more friends to your Instagram or other social media applications. And hopefully when the pandemic um, is finished, we can come together at some point and uh, see each other in person.